On today's Smart 7, Tuberty comes out swinging, NATO gather to discuss Ukraine and lots more. It's Wednesday the 12th of July, it's Malala Day and happy birthday, Tasman Greg. Ryan Tuberty had his chance to set the record as he saw it straight on Tuesday as he and Super Agent Noel Kelly appeared before both the Rochester Media Committee and the Public Accounts Committee. Tubbs came out swinging with a list seven untruths and a prepared statement that focused his anger on RTE. I'm particularly upset and disappointed about the decision and framing of the RTE statement of June 22nd which inextricably linked my name to this whole fiasco. Agent Noel Kelly was intent on blaming RTE for the whole mess, batting away questions about why his company had been happy to send invoices for consultancy fees to a UK company instead of RTE. TD Imelda Munster also couldn't understand why neither the RTE star or the agent had made any attempt to correct the wrong figures when RTE published them. You would have saved Mr Tuberty a lot of questions and hassle had you called it out publicly at the time. But as you can see, under declaration, over declaration, or to put these figures out, not us. Ryan also addressed his decision to quit the late late, saying that it was purely and simply a decision he made and that he'd been thinking about it since last summer. I presented that show. I loved working with those people. I loved the audience. I loved the job. I did it for 14 years. I ran out of gas. I chose to leave. There is no conspiracy. New RTE Director General Kevin Backhurst was out and about doing media interviews on Tuesday, although presumably he had one eye on the RTE player for the latest in the Tuberty testimony. He sat down with News Talk and was asked about Ryan's list of seven untruths and his claims that RTE had dropped the presenter in it with their June statement. While Kevin agreed that RTE was at fault for a lot of the scandal, it sounds like there'll be a concerted pushback on some of the facts when RTE's new management team faced the committee on Thursday. RTE needs to bear a lot of responsibility for this. You know, some people in RTE behave shamefully and it's caused untold damage. You know, whether RTE was fully to blame, I'm not sure I fully accept that. And when asked about Ryan's expectation that he might lose his radio job by the end of the week, DG Backhurst wasn't sounding entirely reassuring. Although Matt Cooper on Today FM's last word couldn't understand what exactly Tuberty had done to merit being fired. He's wrong about this week. He won't be out of a job by the end of this week. This is a big decision for me and for RTE and it needs to be properly considered. And look, we might need a little bit of time. I don't want it to be too long because it's not fair to Ryan and it's not fair to RTE. The leaders of the 31 countries of NATO gathered at the Lithuanian capital in Vilnius on Tuesday for the start of a two-day summit. Tensions were considerably eased by the last-minute deal between Turkey and Sweden that will see Sweden become the 32nd member in a relatively short period of time. The issue of who should lead NATO has also been bubbling away in the background and current Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg has now agreed to stay on for another year. The former Prime Minister of Norway has been a safe pair of hands during a turbulent time for the alliance and US President Biden is backing in all the the way. Your leadership really matters. I still think that, uh, that President Putin thinks the way he succeeds is to break NATO. 
not going to do that, especially with you, Mr. The official Kumanik for the summit disappointed Ukrainian President Zelensky, who arrived on Tuesday evening. He felt it was disrespectful that no clear timeline for Ukraine's membership emerged. There will, however, be more aid and weapons from NATO allies, and Bulgarian Prime Minister Nikolai Denkov was even supportive on the controversial cluster munitions deal. Politically, it's a sensitive issue because many of the countries have signed this treaty. Well, you know, the United States and Russia has not signed it, have not signed it. So if they use them, it is a normal, normal expectation that the other side could also use them. Tuesday saw the BBC release its annual report, including the salary list for its highest paid stars. The top earner remains tweeter-in-chief Gary Lineker. There was, however, much more interest in the identity of the BBC presenter who's become embroiled in a sex pick scandal. Following Monday's rebuttal of the Sun's claims by the now 20-year-old at the centre of the story, there was a twist as another young person came forward with a story of threats and bullying behaviour from the same presenter. The Met Police have now asked the BBC to stop its internal investigation while they assess the matter and BBC Director General Tim Davies says for the moment his hands are tied. It is absolutely not the right thing to be doing to speculate. We now need to let the police do their work in terms of seeing the evidence and making their call with regard to further activity. That's what we need to do. So to come on this March 7, a big win for Ukraine's Harry Styles fans and Timothy Chalamet gets wonky right after this. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Wimbledon is hurtling towards its finale as the semi-final places filled up quickly on Tuesday. In the men's competition, eight-time champion Novak Djokovic looks almost unbeatable as he won in four sets over Andrei Rublev to head to his 12th semi-final. On the women's side, there was a huge upset as world number one Iga Swiatek lost in three sets to wildcard entry Elena Svitolina. The Ukrainian player is hugely popular when viral after she gave up her Harry Styles tickets to play in an earlier round and she was keeping the crowd amused after her shock quarter-final win to what do you do in the next day and a half to prepare for a Wimbledon semi-final? Well, first of all, I'm going to have a beer, probably. 
Neil Gaiman's Good Omens is back for a second season on July 28th. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Amazon Prime and it teams up with Michael Sheen as an angel and David Tennant as a devil who live out their lives on Earth as representatives respectively of heaven and hell. The demonic slash angelic duo popped up on the one show and Michael says it could have been quite different. Neil Gaiman who wrote uh, the book, we sort of both kind of, for some reason, assumed that I would play this one character. Oh. And then as the as he started writing the scripts, I was like, that's not the character. I, I, I'm not going to play that. It all came out. Yeah. And then eventually it made way for the tenant to like emerge. <laughs> It's been about 20 minutes since we had a major reboot of a classic movie, right? Yep, well, good news. The brand new version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is on its way and just in time for Christmas. Timothy Chalamet follows in the footsteps of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp as the iconic chocolate maker in this new version, which is a prequel tracing the delicious brown origins of the fabulous factory. It's called Wonka and watch out for you, Grant, as an Oompa Loompa. No, really? Ladies and gentlemen of the gallery, Gourmet! Willy Wonka. He's good. Too good. You could change her life, Mr. Wonka. Every good thing in this world started with a dream. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.